Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm B. And this is Don't Call, Call Me an Oreo. Oreo. Why are you doing that? Look, I'm about to come <laughs> over there and fight you. Every week, she leaves me hanging, guys. Come get her. No, I just feel like it should say, I'm Jess, I'm B. Don't call me. And this is Don't Call Me an Oreo. I think you take a break too long. Hey, I don't. I you said it right break. away. No, I said break. it right away. We're not going to you. Everyone comment on who <laughs> is doing our intro correctly. I need to know oh your I know you're all on my side. So uh, usually we talk about what's going on in the news, but I have not been watching the news. Why? Because I'm a teacher and I've been being tortured. You have anything that you have heard about in the news? And Jesse Kins? <laughs> yeah, I was like really... Uh, all last week and this week, I feel like we should talk a little bit about Chrissy Teigen's oh, rise and fall from fame. Yeah. Like, um, I'm really not familiar with Courtney Stoden, um, but I guess back in 2011, she tweeted her and said, go to sleep forever. And she was mocking Lindsay Lohan, who admitted to self-harming in the past by tweeting in the same year, Lindsay Lohan adds a few more slits to her wrist when she sees Emma Stone. And then oh, in 2013, wow. she publicly stated uh, to Teen Mom star Farrah Abraham was a whore. So she was dropped for Target. Her line from Target was dropped. Um, her line was also pulled from Macy's. People have now, just today, were saying, why don't they pull her mom's like cooking show? What her are your thoughts? What did her mom do? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if they try to guilt her by association or what, but her mom has done nothing. Yeah, uh, no, so what are your thoughts on this? Like, I was so shocked. I, I mean, I'm missing Luna on Instagram and all her craziness and running around like a mermaid. I mean, you don't hear well, from Chrissy. Like you don't hear from John. The thing about Courtney Stodden, though, is because I actually remember that because I feel like I was more into pop culture back then than I am now. Um, and I remember whenever she was with that guy and everyone was saying, oh, she's a gold digger, this and that. But I mean, I don't know why that hatred was directed at Courtney when he was a grown ass man with a teenager and people are messaging her telling her to kill her like she was a child. Yeah. So um, I think one thing we do have to remember in regards to the Chrissy Teigen situation is like during that time, shock journalism was kind of a thing. So like if you notice whenever people get caught for their old tweets and old things on their social media, it's all from around the same time. And that's mm -hmm. when people would just tweet crazy things just to get attention. And um, I'm not saying that it's right, but I'm just saying that's something that was common then. Because like homeboy from Guardians of the Galaxy whenever he got canceled, quote unquote, like it was the same exact thing. Like he just used to do like that shock tweets, like just tweeting crazy stuff just to get a reaction out of people. And then now we're kind of looking back and being like, oh, that wasn't okay. But at the time, it's something that was common. Um, I don't think it was ever acceptable for her to DM the girl and tell her to kill herself. Cause that's what really had me 
wondering what was wrong with her because it's one thing if you're just trying to get attention and you're just tweeting these things and being an idiot it's still not acceptable but whatever but she personally yeah. her and told her these things that's where i feel like it crosses the line because you're not even doing that for attention at this point like you're actually trying to hurt this girl and again right. she was a child so yeah i really think that she kind of needs to reflect on some of the things that she's done in the past because she was definitely a bully and she's kind of been problematic for a while honestly so yeah I definitely think she was problematic for a while and I think I don't know if someone spoke to her she had a conversation which is why she removed herself from the Twitter world and deactivated her Twitter a while back um but I also think that the cancel culture like I don't believe we should cancel Chrissy I don't either because of something that she said back in 2011 I think that she identified that herself which is the reason why she was is no longer on Twitter Twitter like she addressed that when she removed herself from Twitter she was like it was not good for me and it wasn't good I didn't like being a bully and I didn't like being bullied on Twitter and when I was on Twitter the ugly side of me came out basically so um it's just sad I mean think about safely safely <laughs> Her cleaning product with Kardashian. I haven't had cable in seven years, so I have missed this. <laughs> so mean, when I, I think of that, think she's a bad person, but I do think she was a borderline attention, you know what? So oh, I yeah. feel like that's something that she needs to kind of reflect on, like why she was so attention seeking. But that's a great lead in to what we're talking about today. And that is influencer culture. So what do you think that influencer culture is? So what's funny about it is like, you know, everyone kind of gets called an influencer nowadays. Like you have an Instagram account and now you're an influencer. However, um, what's I think kind of the pull of this lifestyle is the fact that your social media influencers are everyday people. So they're just your everyday person who for whatever reason has just been catapulted into fame. So it could be for, cause I actually did a little bit of influencing. I used to have a travel blog back in the day. So I mean like my circle was kind of a lot of people who traveled, who lived abroad, a lot of digital nomads. And they're all kind of going to these places and showing people in the hopes that these people will want to visit these places as well. And I never really made money off of mine just because I didn't have the time to keep it up in the way that is required if you're really trying to make money from it. But um, it does get overwhelming and you do get, It's in my personal opinion, it's impossible to be an influencer without being a touch narcissistic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like you're posting what you think other people want to see and you're trying to take, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's very self-involved. I agree. Um, I think that the influencer culture uh, became big, grew more during this pandemic when people were at home oh, and they're yeah. like, okay, how can I make money? How can I do X, Y, and Z? And um, it is everyday people, but I think it's also people that we've seen on these reality TV shows, people who are used to um, going to, let's say, Vegas and, hey, come to this club and um, they're, they're getting paid this amount of money. So then people are going to those clubs. And so now the, since the pandemic, people's money has stopped, like their regular income has stopped and they're like, OK, how am I going to um, now regain? 
how am I going to get this money back that I've lost essentially? Um, I really wasn't in, I really just used to follow just my friends. <laughs> and over the pandemic, I was like, who are these people with these blue check marks? Like, I really, I mean, it, I have 200 friends. Those are the friends that I grew up with or went to college with. And those are the only people I follow. None of them were influencers until COVID. And so um, now I'm a little bit more hip to the game yeah. and <laughs> I know what's going on. Um, but I think that there could be like bad things about, um, influencing. And I think the reason why is because you're just like you said, the narcissist, narcissistic, I think that they can be spreading bad news, bad information. And the reason why is because they're getting information from watching Fox News, CNN, and they're making an interpretation of it. And then they're regurgitating it to us. And then we're hearing it. And then we're taking that as what is being said it's kind of like the game of telephone and then we're regurgitating that to our friends instead of getting news the way that we should be getting news um and that's how we feel like we're being educated is by these influencers they're not they're not all pop culture people influencers are there's different types of influencers i believe well i definitely think that because i mean at the end of the day you have to think about like who our biggest influencers are and then think about what they're really talking about because like you said they're just like us reading the news just like us and then they voice their opinion and then now people are saying oh but so and so said this and i feel like our biggest influencer of all as crazy as it is was donald trump for a while because he literally would say whatever he felt like, not backed by evidence, no rhyme or reason to it, and people would take it as fact. And I mean, he obviously had a huge influence, and it kind of makes sense though, because I mean, if anything, Donald Trump was a reality personality, and those are the main people that we have as influencers, but I feel like that whole fake news and, you know, kind of the war on science and now we're just spreading misinformation people believe what they want now it's a political issue whether you want to wear a mask or not it's a political issue whether you believe in covid and as a scientist i'm personally super offended <laughs> that this is like the world that we're in where it's your opinion whether science is real or not and that's crazy and it's people who have like no background to be talking about what they're saying and it's actually really funny because a week or two ago i was listening to um there's a fitness influencer i like a lot his name is um john he goes by obese to beast on youtube he used to be mm -hmm. um morbidly obese and then he changed his lifestyle lost weight etc anyway he was talking about like all the fitness influencers we have out here who like you said spread misinformation they tell people their personal opinion about what they think they should eat, what exercises that they should do. And some of it is legitimately unhealthy. And what's funny is the more followers you have, the more likely people are to believe what you say. And he said he always looks at it the opposite way. Like the more followers they have, the less likely they probably are to be trying to help you. Because at the end of the day, if you're an influencer, you're doing it for two things. It's my personal opinion. But you're doing it for two things, attention and money. Correct. Which is why a lot of them became influencers over COVID because people were looking at their pocketbooks and looking at their bank accounts and they weren't seeing mm -hmm. the zeros they were used to. <laughs> and because I couldn't go anywhere because in China we had a real lockdown, not this little 
pity lockdown y'all had in the U.S. We had real lockdown. I wasn't going anywhere. So I wasn't spending any of my coins. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think like within TikTok, also like those influencers, um, most famous people, um, I'm trying to think of like somebody famous, kind of, uh, remember when, uh, you probably don't watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians, but in Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Kim wanted to, Kim Kardashian wanted to um, make a different Skims campaign. And one of the things she was thinking about is how about I do like a TikTok dance. So she asked Addison um, Ray. Ray to teach her like dance moves. And she couldn't figure out those dance moves to save her life. And I was like, did y'all not see her on Dancing with the Stars? I think she was the first Kim one picked off. not dance <laughs> at all. God walked right past her when he was giving out dance talent. He didn't give her one little smidgen. He was like, oh, you're straight. He's like, not for you. Not for you, girl. Um, but okay. most of her famous for, huh? Oh, well, I was going to say, like, you kind of touched on one of my... I'm not really in a pet peeve. Um, I was about to say one of my pet peeves, but I'm not really into TikTok like that. But um, one of my best friends is like literally everything she tells me is I saw this TikTok where and it's, it's actually really <laughs> interesting. Like, I like hearing about it, but it's just funny anyway. Um, but there was a big scandal with that because the people who are famous on TikTok like, like you were about to say, I think before I rudely interrupted you, but um, they're famous for seeing other people do dances and then copying them. And they're the ones who are getting famous and not the people who are making the dance. And Addison Rae in particular, <laughs> she, mm -hmm. there was a dance to Up with um, Cardi B. And I can't remember, see, this is how bad it is. I don't even remember the names of the girls who made up the dance, my bad. But um, they made up the dance and then Addison Rae got, you know, so many likes and comments on hers. Like hers is viewed a million times, got a million likes. And they got literally, like, no um, recognition for that. And then when you compared their two dances, sis, I was like, they really did Addison dirty. <laughs> I had two girls doing the original dance, and then Addison doing her toned-down little PG-13 white bread version. I was like, oh, no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> maybe, maybe you should have rethought that. I mean, it was just, like, night and day. And it was kind of like, so you got famous – Again, mediocrity being rewarded. You know that's my catchphrase. Girl. I should <laughs> that says rewarding mediocrity. <laughs> dot dot dot. Again. Anyway. Well, actually, I wouldn't want to wear the shirt because then people would think that I am mediocre. Anyway, but it's just crazy because it's like we have these two amazing dancers and choreographers. They're not getting any of the shine. But then here's Addison Ray doing the saddest little sad, sad version of that dance. And blowing up. And that's like Charlie, I forget her name because I'm not down with the children. But she got famous doing the same thing. Like she copied someone's dance, did a very toned down, watered down version of it. She blows up. Now she's the most followed person on TikTok. And then homegirl who made up the dance, no one even knows her name, including me. I'm part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't really watch. I mean, I don't really look at TikTok either. A few nights, like a few weeks ago, my friend and I went out or friends and I went out and we made these TikToks and it was really fun, but I've never really done it myself. So I thought it was really interesting, but I'm really not like a TikToker. 
My old um, cheerleaders are. It's a def- It's definitely a different age group. They're always like, Coach Styles, get in our TikTok with us. And I'm like, okay, where are you posting this? <laughs> <laughs> and who is seeing me twerk? You will not have me in here getting fired in May. I will not have <laughs> <laughs> let, let me finish out the school year. year. <laughs> <laughs> let me get this check real quick. <laughs> please, please let me collect my bag so I can move on. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, oh, but what I was going to say is that's kind of like the downside to influencer culture because there are certain people who are benefiting from it. So like they actually did a research into the TikTok algorithm and figured out that the algorithm favors young white attractive um people and so that's what's going on to your page for you to see like those are the posts that are being boosted so that's why these people doing the mediocre form of the dance are being seen more than the actual choreographers of the dance because they're usually people of color so and like i said and i can actually put that in the description of this podcast if you want to go and read that for yourself but i found that really interesting that is pretty interesting i mean I don't know. I don't go on TikTok, um, but I think that's interesting to hear. Um, I think the reason why influencers are still relevant is because most people, when you're flipping through your Instagram, you're not reading those ads. You're not stopping at DSW to click through and flip through the different shoes they have. You're no longer looking at like face washes or makeup lines. You are hearing it from these influencers because we feel like we trust those people and we trust their judgment. Um, and therefore, oh, this person is using this type of tinted um, moisturizer. So therefore, since they're using it, I'm going to buy it. They say that it's good, so I'm going to buy it. Um, and then we trust their judgment when they say, I only um, I only get paid for ads that I really believe in. And I hear that all the time. And I'm like, wait, do you really believe in that ad? Okay, well, you believe in it. Let me buy it. And all COVID, I was buying stuff that I didn't really need because I was like, these people genuinely use this stuff. And then my face breaks out and I'm mad for months. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what's funny though, because it's like what I do watch a lot of is YouTube and Vogue, Allure, like a lot of these magazines, a lot of their content over quarantine with having um, the celebrities come in and show us their morning routines and their makeup routines. And I know, like, I'm usually like, that probably doesn't really work. They're getting paid to say that. But I got caught up in these, I'm not gonna lie, because it looks like they're in their house, in their own bathroom, and they're picking up the stuff they really use. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, this moisturizer brightens your skin? Oh, okay, let me, girl. Bye. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that was not for me. <laughs> it was not. But um, I do know, I mean, it's kind of like whatever, but I feel like we need to focus on the fact that even if it's something they believe in, whether it is or not, I guess we'll never know. But I mean, again, you have to remember the bottom line of that is money. And to me, like, that's a backbone of what's wrong with influencer culture because of the fact that everything these influencers are doing are going back to what I said in the beginning for attention and money. Cause like, even when I was doing travel blogging, which I truly enjoyed in the back of my mind, I definitely was like, and if I get some free trips and some perks and some free travel out of this, I will not be mad. So it's like, even I had that, you know, and there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with going out there and trying to get your coin and trying to get your bag, but it's like, 
at the same time, it's like you want to be honest and you want to be transparent. And I feel like we don't have a lot of that in influencer culture. And in fact, in one of our previous, oh, actually, we ended up not um, posting this podcast, but we did do a, um, a podcast about like body image. Um, but for whatever reason, neither one of us are really feeling it. So it's kind of boring. So we didn't post it. But we talked about Khloe Kardashian's uh, picture gate and of how like she was so uncomfortable with these pictures that were posted because of the fact that she likes to heavily doctor the images that she puts out so her having an unretouched photo out of there was unacceptable to her so the whole Kardashian camp was like trying to find this picture and bury it which of course made everyone look for it harder and post it everywhere but i feel like that's another downside of influencer culture because we have someone like chloe kardashian who looks beautiful who looked really great in the unretouched, I mean, girl's body is banging. And she was uncomfortable with it because she looked like a real person and not like a fake, you know, cartoon version of herself. And that is what people feel like they need to look at. Now we're getting people having butt surgery and hip surgery and getting their boobs done and their lips done. And again, do whatever makes you happy. But I feel like a lot of people are just trying to obtain this, um standard of beauty that's not possible like chloe can't even obtain the own standard of beauty that her family made <laughs> that stop <laughs> i mean it's honestly true she can't obtain her own level of beauty that she you know is giving out to us and that's just crazy to me and it's sad like i am so glad we didn't have social media growing up oh i know i feel like i would always be depressed because i would never live up to that body type Mm -hmm. um, but it also like reminds me of like Dr. Miami from Instagram and he films like giving girls new butts, boobs, like all of the augmentations. And then you have these young girls like from Team Mom 2. I obviously watch a lot of TV. Um, but Brianna from Team Mom 2 who spent $15,000 to get her boobs done and her butt lifted and to get uh, liposuction. And it's just like, but that is something that he filmed her doing and People saw that, and I do have a friend who a couple of her employees flew down to Dr. Miami so they can get their butts done last year. And I'm like, first of all, do people just have all this kind of extra funds to fly all the way to Miami? Because you have to spend two weeks down there <laughs> to go ahead and get your body done. But he knows that this is a market. This is what everybody, not everybody, but what some people are marketing on social media. And so therefore their audience wants that. So I just feel like that's just, I don't know. I could never, I'm like, whatever. I mean, Let me, like, well, we don't need to because we have, we have <laughs> that body type. We're just a little chunkier than the desire. <laughs> Girl, we just thick and lovely. Yeah, we're what they're going for. But I got the movie, I got the hits, I got, you know, the, I got all of it. Let me just go on a run, burn a little bit of this fat that's covering it off, and, you know, me and Chloe will be in competition, you know what I'm saying? But it just sucks, like, for Chloe, though, because she... I mean, she's always been, like, a, the, she was the normal one at the beginning. Yeah. And then people bullied her to death that she's just like, I don't like my face. I don't like my nose. I don't like my hips. I don't like my waist. The only thing she hasn't changed is those titties. Like, but literally <laughs> she's changed everything on her body. But it's just, sad. It's just it's sad. like she fell victim to that culture. And now she's mm -hmm. a proponent of it. And I feel like she 
missed an opportunity to really do good and say, you know what, this is my body. Like, yeah, I retouch it. Yes, I, you know, am uncomfortable, but like, this is me. Like, I feel like she really had this opportunity to really put forth this strong message. And instead she made people feel like, cause it's like, I think the issue for me was, and like Chloe doesn't owe me anything, but like she, her body is, she has a great body and she works hard as hell for that body. So it's like, I respect her for that. But the fact that she was saying that picture wasn't good enough when her, I mean, her stomach is flat. She, she's toned, like she looked great, but you're saying that that's not good enough. Like I just felt some type of way about that. And I feel like all of these influencers, it's like, I read a blog that said it's like aspirational marketing. And again, I'll uh, put all the information to where these blogs that I looked at when researching for this topic. But I mean, it's like, it's aspirational. Like they want people to look at them and say, I want to look like that. Maybe if I use these products, I can look like that too. You know what I mean? So it's like, mm -hmm. that's what I feel like is the downside of influencer culture. It's great in one way, because I feel like you know, with the way things are now, like everyone has access to information, you know, and it wasn't necessarily like we weren't all on the internet and things like that. Whenever we were younger, we just had AIM, we had dial up, um, AOL, <laughs> doo -doo -doo, you know what I mean? <laughs> have the Yahoo Messenger. Exactly. <laughs> like we didn't have the access people have now. And that part is awesome. But the downside of that is like none of this stuff is vetted. You can read anything about anyone, anywhere. And if you decide to take it, that as fact without doing any research, and I think that was a huge thing on Facebook, which we all know Facebook is kind of taking steps to counteract that now. But I mean, misinformation on Facebook was running rampant because people just post and say whatever they want. And there's no background being done. That's true. I, yeah, I don't know. That's true. But what do we think that influencers should be doing? I think like in a perfect world, influence would be someone who creates contact, content, excuse me, <laughs> that actually facil facilitates change and behavior in their community. Um, what that means is if you are in a community where, um, in an example, the Black Lives Matter community, Mm -hmm. um, in that community, uh, Tamika Mallory, I'm probably saying her name wrong, or I'm, that may not be her first and last name. Um, she has written a book. She's had boots on the ground. Like basically her Instagram is saying, we're doing this. We're going here to March. We're doing this as a fundraiser. Um, I'm providing you with this content, con contact this congressman or this person. If you want to see change in this area. And so I think that that's what you should be doing. If that's the type of influ if that's a type of audience that you have for that specific brand. Um, and her brand is social justice. Um, and so that's what I like about hers. What would be an example for you? And I think that you really um, brought up a good point there because it's like everyone doesn't want to talk about serious things all the time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, should your entire feed or everything that you do, does it have to be about something meaningful? Not necessarily, but at the same time, I do feel like you should use that platform for good, at least occasionally. And I think that one of the reasons why people trust influencers is because they feel like they know them. But notice that the bigger they get, the less interaction they have with their fans. Because like, if you go in Kim Kardashian's 
comments. She's not talking to any of us. No. She's talking to the other verified people. She's talking to her sisters and their friends. They're not talking to any of us. So there's no real interaction. There's no real community there. I mean, and it's not even all her fault. Like you have a hundred million followers. Obviously, you're not going to be able to interact with all those people. And I think that's why there's kind of been a shift towards micro influencing. Um, one of my good friends, she's a micro influencer. She also speaks out a lot about social justice. Her um, Instagram is a little bit of fun if you want to check her out. But she talks about a lot of the issues that are really important. And she like goes through and like people who are not interacting and people who aren't like giving anything back like she goes through and like removes those people like she wants a community that's going to interact with each other and you know ask questions and talk and have that dialogue and so i actually don't know how many followers that she has now but she can actually interact with that following and i think that those people as far as brands are concerned are more important even really than kim because i mean it's getting to a point where you have the huge celebrities that are influencers and it's like I don't know about you, but I don't care what Kim tells me to buy now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I look at her. I mean, I would buy a few. I would. I actually do own some Skims products. Oh, I'm not um, saying her brand. I'm talking about like the brands that she's paid to advertise. Oh, that she promotes. Uh, yeah. No, I don't pay attention to any of that <laughs> at all. But I do believe that influence should have like a target area. So if yeah. your brand is clothing, let's say skims, then you need to focus on clothing. That should be your brand. That's what you should be targeting because your audience is continuing to look for specific things on specific clothing. Um, if your brand is music, you know, just stick to like your targeted audience because then that helps your, um, audience know, I mean, your targeted thing, because it helps your audience know exactly what you're actually trying to promote. Um, yeah, and I feel like even, so like, say we're talking about Skims, right? And I personally love mm -hmm. Good American, which is Chloe's brand. So I'm not hating on influencer brands at all. I'm just saying mm -hmm. we have to remember that they're getting paid to promote things. But what I was going to say is it's like, I actually did a blog recently about the growing problem of waste that we have. Um, and, you know, self-plug here, candidlywithb.com. But anyway, um, I talked about waste and fashion is our biggest source of waste. So if I'm Kim... And I want to like get out some information that's important. I would talk about the fact that, you know, fast fashion is, you know, a huge drain on our environment, not to even mention the fact that, you know, usually that's being made in sweatshops with people who aren't being paid a living wage, then it's made for you to wear it a couple of times and throw it away. So we have this huge waste problem associated with fast fashion. So instead of promoting Fashion Nova on the side, which is one of the main culprits of this, um, she could be talking against like, there are ways that you can within your kind of niche like you were saying there are still ways that you can talk about things that are important i mean i feel like if you are an influencer you should have some kind of positive influence not just wanting me to look like you and buy all the things you have you know what i mean mm -hmm. and i think that some of them are not going in that direction i think no. that their goal is to increase their followers and try to make as much money as they can within the specific time frame that they have. And it's just, it's so unfortunate for us as, you know, we're going through and we're flipping through Instagram and we're like, oh my gosh, I really like this, but can we really trust our sources anymore? 
are have they really done their research are they just promoting this ad for the money are they promoting it because they actually are familiar with it and i think that that's what's so unfortunate now because that influencer culture has grown so rapidly we really don't know anymore I completely agree. And I feel bad for the influencers who are out there who do believe in what they promote. Um, there's this one influencer I follow. Her name is Hope Scope. And she used to just like review like workout lines. Um, but she's kind of had to branch out because of the pandemic. But what I like about her is like she is so real about she does not take money from these brands to promote them because she's like, I'd be doing a disservice to you if I'm not reviewing these truthfully. And so I know that's hard because it's hard to make money on YouTube now because of like um, all of the copyright strikes and they get demonetized for anything and everything. And so a lot of people are only able to do what they do through sponsorship. So I'm not even mad at anyone for having sponsors or getting paid to promote things. But when you're getting paid to promote something, I feel like there's no way you can be 100% honest because if someone paid you $10,000 to promote something, you are not going to come out and be like, this is a piece of shit. You're just not. Mm -hmm. Because they're never going to want to work with you again. And mm -hmm. that's hurting your bottom line. So it's like, I feel like as consumers, we need to be smarter about it. I agree. And I think that we need to remind ourselves, you know, when we're trying to purchase something like, hey, do your own research before you purchase something like look it up, look at the reviews on something before we buy something because sometimes I get trigger happy when I'm in one of those moods where I just feel like buying stuff I don't need. And the <laughs> next thing you know, I am buying stuff and then I look at the reviews later and I'm like, why the heck did I buy this? This is not even something that I'm going to use. Um, and so I think us as consumers do need to go back to our roots, go back to where we came from, you know, remember what you used to do before all this stuff showed up on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like just in general, like, and I am the number one leading culprit of this, but it's like really looking at things and being like, do I need this? Because I feel like we've become too consumer driven in general. And that's why we have these issues with, because I feel like we're the ones who, we have supply and demand. So if there weren't so many of us looking for things to buy, we wouldn't have so many influencers <laughs> trying to sell stuff. You know what I mean? Like it goes together. Like it's kind of on the side of the consumers to pick um, companies who are environmentally friendly or that pay their people a living wage. You know what I mean? Like it's up to us yeah. to find those companies and go to those companies because that's how they'll have money to keep doing what they're doing. And then other companies will think, Oh, crap. You know, if I want to make money, I'm going to have to do that, too. Perfect example is whenever Fenty Beauty came out. And Rihanna's ass is smart, excellent businesswoman. She came out and she was like, I have foundation for everyone. Here's foundation for you, 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 super white girl, the color of my wall. You, super dark girl, the color of, you know what I mean? Here's one for you. Yeah. Like, I got everyone. And no, literally no other, actually that's not true. Cause I used to wear a Lancome before that and they had actual, a pretty good range, but Lancome's kind of expensive, but they're really one of the first brands to do that. There's obviously exceptions, but you know, the first brand that everyone knew about. And so everyone made such a big deal about the fact that Fenty Beauty was so inclusive and the beauty community went nuts. So now what do we see? everyone is more inclusive so it's like we have to demand these things you know what i mean 
Like we have to show if you're not going to be inclusive, we're not going to buy from you, you know? So we have to make, if you are going to um, produce your clothing and sweatshops, we're not going to buy from you. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So it's like, I feel like we have to make those demands as consumers. And I think one of the issues is the people who buy the most stuff are 12 and they don't care about anything. <laughs> <laughs> but it reminds me of like when we were in high school and I used to shop at Abercrombie and Fitch all the time, but I also was in high school and I wasn't as hippie as I am now. And then when I got older, I go in there and I'm like, I can't pull these up past my kneecaps because they weren't for curvy girls. Yeah. And now, you know, there's one of the girls I follow on Instagram. I can't remember her name, but she has a partnership right now with um, Abercrombie and Fitch where now they're coming out with curvy clothes they have like a curvy line because i guess that. they were realizing you know people are not hungry anymore people are going to their local stores or sitting at home during COVID. they're having their snacks and they have their hips and they got that booty and we need to make or sure they that we have a line <laughs> true and then, so now we need to make sure that we have all inclusive clothing, you know, or their t-shirts used to be so tight and I'm extremely top heavy. And so it always would look like I had a crop top on. My mom was like, what are you wearing? And I'm like, the t-shirt came like this. And she's like, Jessica, if you do not put that back, <laughs> she's like, we're not giving you money to go buy little kid clothes. And no, I'm like, no, we came like this. Though, because I feel like people made... And I'm really not here for health at every size for a large number of reasons. But in general, the fact that bigger girls need to wear clothes too, I'm all about that part. Because it's true. Like, I'm a big girl. I need clothes. And obviously, it's been getting better year by year. And I was actually really thin when I was younger. So it hasn't really been an issue until I was an adult. But um, it's like, I don't want to just shop at this one store clothes that are not you know what I mean so it's like I'm glad that people are finally seeing the light and making these inclusive lines so that a normal person can wear their clothes you know what I mean I agree and like trendy clothes like not yeah. just like yeah what you were saying old lady clothes like I'm not trying to run around in my muumu all day I need I you to have that I need you to have that waist inched in I need you to show some of these curves um, so, so yeah, I, I do. I wear a crop top, sis. So it's like if I have <laughs> my crop top. I deserve to wear a crop top too. Y'all are gonna look at it. You're gonna look at this stomach. <laughs> but I don't want my crop top to end at the bottom of my boob. Like I want it to go yeah, down no, 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 at no, least no. midways. But every time I try to put one on, that's where they end because it's like I'm very busty, and so I yeah, just can't just throw on. <laughs> I can't just throw on that normal crop. <laughs> uh, Jess and B got some chest, y'all. You can't see us, but just imagine. <laughs> <laughs> right? Imagine the curvy chocolate delight. Just <laughs> <laughs> <is my> <laughs> a little bit. Just a little bit. No, I love it. Chocolate delight. <laughs> Let's go to my, my new name for you on my phone. <laughs> That's the ugliest profile picture for me in her phone, and she won't change it. Please comment and tell Jess to change my damn picture in her phone. <laughs> oh, my God. You have to send me a good one. Go take pictures this weekend, and no, I'll I change it. I need to get my shirt up. Every time the picture shows up, I giggle. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, just wrapping it up, um, like I said, like as consumers, we need to focus on that higher quality 
um, of content. Like there's people that we know are qualified to do certain things, whether we pretend like we know it or not. We know who is qualified to give us certain information. So we need to make sure that we're looking at these credible sources. Like just because someone has 100,000 followers does not mean that they're a credible source. In fact, it's probably the opposite, unfortunately. Um, again, the goal of influencers it's to make money. So we have to take everything they say with a grain of salt because it doesn't make them a bad person that they're accepting money for promoting brands or sharing their opinion. I don't have a problem with that, but people need to not follow them blindly. Again, I feel like this is more of an issue with the younger generation, but it's still an issue regardless. Like I feel like there are things that we can still do to kind of promote content that has more substance. Because I feel like the reason why the influencers that we have are the ones that we have is because that's the content that we're looking for. So if we're looking for content of more substance, that's what we're gonna end up having because people are gonna say, hey, you know, um, Instagram isn't as artificial as it used to be. It's not about just filters and whatnot anymore. Like people actually want quality content. So if we, make that demand just like with the inclusive size clothing just with the inclusive color foundation i feel like something that's something that we can get so instead of and i'm not saying don't watch reality tv or don't you know follow people for entertainment like i follow kim kardashian i am sometimes interested in what she is doing but in addition to that look at social justice, look at health, look at fitness, look at politics, look at people who are having dialogues about important topics in addition to, you know, Justin Bieber and Kylie Kardashian, you know what I mean? Correct. And I think, you know, another example of misleading kind of information is Kim Kardashian took the baby bar and she didn't pass it. And last week she like stated it on her show. And then I was, look, flipping through my Instagram and one of the pop-ups was she's deciding she's not going to continue with her law career. And, oh, really? Which is untrue. Oh, okay. Because, you know, obviously Kim and I are friends. So, you know, <laughs> I had I had to continue doing this research, research because it's not that I feel like it's not that she's an influencer. I think that she would do very well as an attorney because of historically what she's done. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is untrue. But if you let somebody else tell it, she don't want to be an attorney anymore because she couldn't pass the bar. And I just think that that's where the misleading information comes from. But unless you do your work and unless you do your research and be like, wait a minute, I, that does not sound right. Then everybody's going to keep continuing that narrative that she's no longer going to be an attorney because she didn't pass the baby bar. And I mean, so you are in law school for real, for real. Many of them have to take the bar multiple times in order to pass. Correct. So I don't think they're correct. With that. And so when she said she didn't pass the baby bar, I wasn't surprised. And it's the reason why is because of her situation this past year. It's difficult to focus when you have so much, so many personal things going on. So I really yeah, was not. I really wasn't surprised. Skipping in circles around them with his space shoes and nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, definitely make sure that you do kind of your research and just don't take everything that someone says as their word. And I think um, if once you do that, then you'll be perfect. No, I'm just kidding. You'll be perfect. But I will never stop watching reality TV. That's my favorite thing. (laughs) 
particularly am so excited because tonight is the Housewives of New Jersey reunion and it's going to give me life. Last night was the New Jersey, it was the New York Housewives. I literally laughed for about 30 minutes straight. I love all of them. They're all friends in my head. So, um, yeah, I follow all of them. Well, I feel like, you know, and if you're wanting to be an influencer, again, there's nothing wrong with that. Like I, um, even myself, like being kind of like the public health world with my blog, like I, you know, want to have a, who doesn't want to have an influence? Like we want to have an influence with this podcast. I want to have an influence with my blog, you know, getting people to really think about these public health issues. But I feel like, you know, in addition to fashion or whatever it may be, like, occasionally just do something real like you know an issue that has touched you or something that you've had you know a personal because I feel like as problematic as Chrissy Teigen is I feel like it was really powerful whenever she talked about her miscarriage because you know there's a lot of women out there who have miscarried and it's hard so you know having someone like her come out and say I'm going through this now like I feel like that was really powerful so I mean just throwing these things in occasionally that show like you're a real person. I mean, even um, like whenever people come out. So for example, Demi Lovato came out as like non-binary, you know? I mean, like just, you know, coming out with things that are real, like things that are really affecting you occasionally, um, just to kind of, you know, shake it up every once in a while. Actually try to build a relationship with your audience. Like actually talk to them, ask them questions, do content mm-hmm. based on what they request, what they want to hear about, get in your comments and talk to people. Like there are ways to be beneficial as an influencer, even if you're talking about fashion and makeup, like all of those things. I read fashion blogs. I follow fashion people, makeup, all of that. Like that has a place, you know, that's important too. But just, you know, every once in a while to throw in something a little different, I feel like can only be beneficial. And a quote that I read from one of the blogs that I looked at whenever I was researching this said that the future belongs to those who think for themselves. And I think that was super powerful because I feel like in today's society, we're losing that ability to have um, unique thought, like to really, like you said, like we're often just regurgitating what we've heard from someone else. And I feel like we're losing that ability to critically think. So as a teacher, I feel like that's something, a skill that everyone should implement on a daily basis. Think for yourself, everyone. (laughs) I agree. And hopefully uh, B and I are somewhat relatable. We try to make sure that when we're doing our podcasts, we don't talk about a whole bunch of personal, but we do bring up stories that are relatable to us and things of our experiences because this podcast is about our experiences and things that we are seeing and current events that we've heard and how they may be affecting us. So if they're affecting us, they're affecting somebody else somewhere. And so it's so good that, I mean, it's really good that we're doing that, but also, you know, we are looking up things, we're doing the research, we're trying to make sure that we're providing information that is true. It's real. And it's well-researched before we um, come on our podcast. So Anywho, that's all I got today. Same. So I'm Jess. And I'm B. And this is Don't Call Me an Oreo. Don't call me an Oreo. I'm gonna fight you. I'm gonna fight you.
Bye, everyone. I was waiting, I was waiting for Bye, you. Everyone. Bye, everyone. <laughs> for Jess. <laughs> Bye. Thank you.